This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get the latest from Green Bay from Mike Clemens. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. Goes for the deep shot. He's got a touchdown. Scotty Miller. Oh my God. Scotty Miller got behind the defense and for 39 yards gets the touchdown. And what a half by Tom Brady. You know, I. BA wants to wanted to go for it. I like the call and was, you know, I'm going to do whatever he asked me to do. And then, uh, you know, Byron dialed up a great play and we got behind the defense. We had. A couple other opportunities too so you know it's just a great job by scotty running a great route getting open and i just try to lay it lay out there for him for him to to go grab it that's the painfully immortal tom brady fox with the play-by-play Troy aikman joe buck our mike clemens covering this team was there on sunday mike you know we're talking about this game we're breaking it down the the play that's going to stick with me as the signature play in this or signature decision is Rodgers had a chance to to tie the game, and Lafleur took it out of his hands. But when we're talking to fans and callers and listeners, everyone keeps going back to that Scotty Miller play and the coverage from Kevin King. It starts with the pick, you know, and it was it was a ball over the middle. I think it was intended for Lazard, and you know this kid that picked it off. I think it's his third in the preseason now for um, the uh, for the the Buccaneers. Um, and so he, uh, you know, the, uh, Brady takes over. And how about Leonard Fournette, man? I mean, what a huge guy, game this guy was having with carries, with taking passes out of the backfield. And then they get into position. And first of all, they've got the field goal unit out. And then, you know, um, B.A. <laughs> changes his mind and, uh, and pulls him back off. And so Bruce Arians, the head coach, was on with Zach Gelb last night. That's the show we've got on CBS Sports Radio that's on after uh, Rami and Tim, and he gets some of the big guests. And he had, he had Bruce on last night to talk about that decision to go for it. Yeah, it was like, let's, let's go for the throat. I mean, we, we had a, a play called, and they, they came out in their base defense. And I was like, uh, it was the perfect call. Byron Leftwich did a great job. He put a great call in and a good protection. Tom Tom made a great throw, and Scotty went and got it just – 
really surprised that, that they, they weren't guarding the sidelines more. And one of those guys from that interview will join us tomorrow at 9, not Bruce Arians, it will be Zach Gelb, will join us tomorrow at uh, 9. But you look at that play, we were talking to Ryan Wood yesterday, and he made an interesting point. Like, you look at that play, and you think, all right, well, Petten has failed us once again. This coverage, unacceptable. He must be fired. But what Ryan Wood said is, all the talk about firing Petten who did Matt LaFleur trust more than Aaron Rodgers at the end of the game? Mike Pettin's defense. So as yeah. bad as that play was, man, it's like, I, I don't know, and we haven't heard a decision on that one way or another yet. So There are two plays, though, one in the first half, one in the second half, where Pettin is making late substitutions. He's got 300-pound men trying to run, you know, Oh, yeah, when was that? Field. When a cornerback runs on and then – to replace them, they yeah yeah what yeah yeah we're yeah God Mike come on Lafleur is just going nuts on the sidelines. He was gritting his teeth through his tears. I mean, he was really emotional post game, and then now he's you know they had the exit interviews with the players yesterday. They'll, they'll interview coaches, and then Pet and then Lafleur is going to come to us either Thursday or Friday, I would imagine, and we'll have an end of season press conference. But you know the late substitutions and. You know, a lot of people asking about, well, geez, you know, if Kevin King has made three mistakes now so far in this game, he made some big tackles like he usually does, though, too. Uh, there was one I thought he had a defended pass, but watching the tape now yesterday, that was just a bad ball. Mike Evans should have done a better job of bringing in, and Kevin had nothing to do with it. Kevin out there playing, you know, with a bad back, uh, but I don't think he's coming back. I mean, it's just he, he had too many no. blown plays. And, and I don't care. You know, you've been in this league now three, four years, and you stand there and you, you, you're supposed to know the situation and say, what am, what's the biggest thing i got to do? i got to protect the end zone. And he's already 10, feet, 10 yards off the ball. they got a bunch formation to his side, uh, hit, you know, the right side of the defense, the left side of, uh, of the Buccaneers' offense. But Scotty Miller, by the way, he's got 4-3 speed. You know, Jason Lick, their um, general manager, he scouted him personally in Bowling Green when no one else went to that school and clocked him at his pro day at 4-3. He's a speed guy. You're supposed to know that. Wait a minute. The fastest guy on their team right now just lined up against me. I guess I better drop back and protect the goal line and see if they take a shot. Well, he didn't. He got burned. And, uh, you know, it ends up being another Tom Brady win, man. That You know, and it would, even though the guy threw uh, three picks, um, I, I'm telling you, there's a command that Tom Brady's got on the whole field, on the whole stadium. There's, just, he's, there's a patience there. You know, when the Packers went up by 10 points when they played him down there at Tampa, the guy stayed cool. He had some three and outs, not worried about it. You know, chipping away and chipping away. And then so Brady talks about that whole this whole season for the Buccaneers, man. They... After they beat the Packers, they had a, a rash of injuries, and, and they made some mistakes. They lost to the stinking Bears, and they were 7-5. and five, And he talked about how they turned the season around since Thanksgiving. You know, we were at 7-5 seven, seven games ago, not feeling great. Felt like, you know, we needed to find our rhythm and played four great games down the stretch last quarter of the season. And then after that, it was just all bonus, and we just had to go play well. And we played well in Washington, played well all the way around in, uh, in New Orleans against a great football team, and then came up here knowing that we needed to play great. And uh, the guys came through. Everyone stepped up to the challenge. Football's the ultimate team sport, and uh, it takes everybody, and everybody plays a role. And uh, just so proud of this whole team, and, again, just blessed to be a part of it. Well, it's obviously the Buccaneers advancing to the Super Bowl. They'll be the first team to ever 
play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. This game already happened before. The Chiefs went to Tampa earlier in the year, week 12, won 27-24, a game where Tyreek Hill was 13 for 269 and three touchdowns receiving. (laughs) Mahomes threw for 460, Brady for 345. But the Buccaneers, man, they'll get to play at home. We've never seen that before. Yeah, you know, and Jordan Whitehead leaves the game. And Antoine Winfield was inactive because of his ankle. And so, you know, Aaron Rodgers was looking at two safeties for the second half of this loss and couldn't take advantage of it. But Sean Murphy bunting, as I, met, as I said, he's up to three picks now. So maybe maybe they can, you know, do a better job with the Buccaneers' defense. But, you know, Todd Bowles, man, this guy's game plan where, well, first of all, boy, did they miss David Bakhtiari. Remember Bakhtiari went down with a chest injury in the loss in Tampa as well? Um, they just they 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 beat those tackles. You could see where Jason Pierre-Paul. There's some times where he would he's an outside linebacker now. He's not a defensive end like he was all those years with with the, the Giants. He'll line up outside the tackle, and he was busted in between, you know, guard and tackle. And, you know, Rick Wagner and Billy Turner. They did not have their best day. They gave up five sacks and a lot of hurries. And then you know they brought in Shaquille Barrett. This other linebacker, he had three sacks. He was blowing through over on Wick Wagner and talked about your, what you're talking about, that excitement of being the very first team in 55 years to be the home team in the Super Bowl. It's crazy that we're the first team to do it, making history, but uh, <clears throat> that's not like where it's, history has to end. We could be the first team to win it as well, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the key. We've got to get back ready to work, but just, oh, it's, it's, it's crazy, like, you know what the problem with these games are? You know, the 2014 NFC Championship game has been thought about a lot this week again. Uh, and now this one is just how many chances, uh, when you look back at it, how many chances they had. And I know Alan Lazard said they were a little frustrated when he talked to you guys yesterday. I know. I don't like to, I don't like to be so simple to, re, you know, the history repeats and things. Because remember, for three or four years we talked about after – the Packers lost the NFC Championship in Seattle, and we talked about there was eight different plays. If you if you'd returned on one of those plays, it could have made a difference. But man, to me, there's five plays in that in that series leading right up before the touchdown pass to Scotty Miller, where they take the lead and they just kind of hold on to the lead. You know, when you've got the lead, your defense, you know, can do things, can keep on going after Aaron Rodgers, can keep up with their pressures. And we talked to Alan Lazard, you know, God bless him, after he cleaned out his locker, he did come and talk to reporters yesterday. And we asked him, what was Todd Bowles doing to you guys to slow down the passing game? Um, I think it was, they did a great job. They had a good game plan of wanting to press us and be very aggressive at the line on the outside and the perimeter, um, try to disrupt our timing routes, um, so to speak, and, you know, pressuring 12. And I think that they did a good job of that. And got us off of our schedule and, you know, it made it hard for us to, to go out there and make plays consistently. It's just tough, man. He had some plays that he probably would have liked back. You know, there's uh, – Mike, this is a tough one. Yeah, he made some nice catches as well. Um, but these guys thought they were uh, – these Packers thought after the way they beat the Rams, the way they carried themselves the last couple of months, the way they were seemed to be in sync, and apparently with their game plan, they thought that – they were going to get past, you know, this Buccaneers team. And so Lazard was asked, what's it like now as a player to suddenly be cleaning out your locker instead of getting ready for the Chiefs? Yeah, it's tough. Um, 
it's tough because you don't plan for it. You don't have, you kind of feel lost in a sense of like what to do next and everything because in, in a lot of our minds, um, I think I can speak for a lot of people in this building that, you know, we were very much set on going down to Tampa and playing that game. So these next, you know, two, three weeks or whatever, um, just a lot of obviously just uncertainty of how this was to play out and everything. But, you know, that's the way this game goes sometimes. And it's why that's the NFL. You got to you gotta bring it every single week, no matter who you're playing. And even more so when when playoff implications are on the line and everything. So I think everyone's obviously just very disappointed, very hurt. Everyone thinks that they probably could have done something better at some point in the game that would have had a better result. But, you know, the, the truth is, is that we're sitting here today. So we got to be able to... Uh, to bottle that up and keep it before. So there was a game played Sunday. There's a lot to talk about uh, out of the game. And then Rogers afterwards in his presser says this. Mercedes, Jamal, I love Jamal, Aaron Jones. A lot of guys' futures, you know, uncertain, you know, myself included. Two, two words sets off a firestorm. You got reporters or radio guys. I don't know if he knows what he is at whatever time, whatever benefits him. You got guys tweeting out, this is a goodbye. And then you got Florio from Pro Football Talk on a national scale picking this up. All of a sudden today, he's reporting that Rodgers wants more money. Which just, uh, where that came out of thin air, I don't know. This is this is a disaster, man. This is I don't know if this is by design from Rodgers by saying that, or if it's just a snowball from all of us that just crave Rodgers' attention. But this is frustrating as a Packer fan. I don't, and as as a radio guy, you'd think, oh, juicy topic. This will be great. I don't want to do this for the next three months. We did this with Favre. I don't want to do this. Is he coming back thing or not, Mike? Are you aware, Bart, that uh, Aaron Rodgers has been at odds with Mike Florio for almost 10 years? Am I aware? Mike Florio, Mike I mean, Flor- everything that he's putting out, Clem, Florio's had in drafts ready to go forever. Flor- this is this is what Florio has prepared his whole life for. Aaron Rodgers' dissension in Green Bay, this is what he's prepared his whole life for. Florio is a, a time- trash human. My yeah, there words. Was a, there, was a, there, there was a time where uh, the Packers had a, uh, uh, a road trip. And uh, so uh, they there's some fans that were there at Austin's Trouble and asking for some uh, autographs. And so they uh, went to uh, they went to the game. Now they they came back from the game and some of those same fans were there to get more Packer autographs. And so, you know, a couple of players stopped to, to sign autographs for this one woman who was looking to have her book signed up. Now she was wearing a bandana. She was a, a cancer patient. She was going through chemo. And so while uh, you see some other players coming up to this woman, I think they know, I think she goes to the airport a lot. Uh, they're signing and you see in this video uh, a, a friend of hers taking video of her, you know, getting these Packers players. You see Aaron just walk right by. He's got his sunglasses and all that. Florio took that video and posted and said, look at how arrogant Aaron Rodgers is. Here's a woman with cancer. And he only, what Florio Coast didn't know or report is that Aaron had signed all of her stuff before they went on the trip when she was there the first day. But he didn't check his facts. But he was ripping him for three days before Aaron was, you know, in the Himalayas or whatever, and told it this story. That happened ten years ago. Rogers will never go on his show as a result of that because it's, you know, stupid stuff like that, kind of shooting from the hip. Now you played a little bit of this earlier. Here's here's Brett Favre again. What his take on where Aaron's just coming from? I wouldn't 
pay much attention to it. I think frustration, disappointment, hurt, pain, all were in that uh, that sound bite. Look, there, there's no way the Packers would do anything to jeopardize losing Aaron. Look, I understand it's a game, but think of think of a traumatic event that has happened in your life, and think of you trying to process it. And then ten minutes later, you got to talk to people about it and answer questions. I mean, that's just—it's just a—it's just, just a weird way to get emotions out of these guys. And where Aaron was coming from at that point, I mean, I, I go back to that field goal because here he go—he go, Aaron Rodgers has Mike McCarthy, who you know they win a Super Bowl and things are fun, and then Rodgers starts to look over other fences and see there's a lot of things that other teams are doing that we're not doing, and we're not getting back to the Super Bowl. The the relationship deteriorates. 2014 happens. Maybe McCarthy lost the team there. Then he gets a new head coach. All right, I kind of like the concepts. I'm a little skeptical. I'll put one foot in 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 season number one, see what happens. Wow, this is great. I love it. I'm playing better. I'm now playing at an MVP level. I'm going to be the MVP. And then throughout the year, trust continues to be built. Matt LaFleur is always like, once a game. I was going to call timeout there, but I trusted Aaron. And then... You are eight points down. You have the football. Your coach, who you trust now, takes it out of your hands, goes with the defense. You never get the ball back, and then you got to go talk to people about it. Look, I, you know, I, and I, I, I don't think too. I don't think Bart that Rogers was even thinking about the, that particular situation in the game. I think the big picture for him is this: he just spent the last three years building another chapter, another generation, if you will, of teammates and, and getting, things, getting guys on the same page with him. Uh, Mercedes Lewis becoming you know, his close friend. And so it gets to the point where with this game, we've got to beat the Buccaneers and we're going to get to a Super Bowl and I'm going to get my guy Mercedes at 36 or 37 into a Super Bowl before he retires. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to do this for him and I'm going to do whatever that I can this season the change to get that guy in and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon. You're not, when are you going to get a backfield like that? I mean, I didn't cover this team forever. I that might be the best backfield they've ever had in 30 or 40 years. Again, it goes back to Lombardi era before you have that many good running backs that can do what they do. You're going to lose those two guys. You know, Something's report this morning about their $28 million in the red. They can't sign Aaron Jones and they're not going to, and Jamal was the hot hand. Why didn't they use him? And all these other guys, Corey Lindsay, you're going to use your center. You're going to lose this group of guys, and you're going to have to come back to this and reinvent it all over. You saw Brett Favre pick a team, you know, a year after the Jets, like the Vikings, that had all these veteran free agents on it and some smart, you know, draft picks as well, speedy returners, except like Percy Harvin, you know, to return. You saw Phillip Rivers get out of the Chargers and, you know, and be on a pretty good team with a good coach and a better system. This happens over, and you see what Tom Brady just did. You just got so Aaron's got to be also thinking. Maybe it's me. Maybe I need to move on and find one of these teams like Brady did, where they've got the veterans and I can do it. And so in the meantime, last night Mark Murphy was on Mark Daniels' show, the fifth quarter. It's been on forever up in Green Bay. Here's what the Packers CEO said. I'll say this: There's no way in heck <laughs> that Aaron is not going to be on the Packers. I mean, he's. <laughs> He is uh, going to be the MVP of the league. Might have had his best year ever. He's our unquestioned leader, and, you know, we're not idiots. 
<laughs> I I do love Mark Murphy. I I I do have a soft spot for him. I I love his charm and folksiness. We're not idiots, Mike. No, and you know I suppose, and I again we we think we went through all this with Favre. You know, it's like well. Does the team have to call Aaron and say, listen, we're sorry. Here's the changes we're going to make. We want you to be on board. You had a great season. you know. I, but, of course, there's a lot of fans that also point out, like, hey, Aaron Rodgers made plenty of mistakes in this game as well. And how come there's, you know, you've got Alan Lazard wide open in the end zone, and why do you go to Devontae three times in that red zone stance? Three times. Uh, why didn't you run in with the football? You, you know, you, there was, you were 10 yards away from a touchdown. Why not just run it in? Why do you keep on looking for Devontae over the middle and he's got two guys covered? Yeah, I mean, he's not oh. immune to it. He, he's part of no. it. They all did something wrong. Uh, I mean, you know, and I mean, Aaron did not have – forget about his quarterback rating stats. There's there's two or three plays where you'd say, you know, just two weeks ago, this guy – and he had nine or ten different receivers. But it's like when it got to the red zone, it was all 17, and he didn't seem to see Tanya or other guys in the backfield – for a second or third time or, or, and, and, and that must get back to LaFleur as well. And so in the meantime, you talk about Saints long to guys, Corey Lindsley, you know, uh, all pro and pro bowler and, you know, a great season. They had some injuries, came back seventh year. Uh, is Russ Ball contacted you people at all, Corey? Yeah. My agent uh, hasn't really, hasn't had any uh, talks with the Packers uh, up to this point. You know, it's, it's kind of been, you know, complimentary, but you know, nothing, nothing of substance. So let's say you lose him, you lose Aaron Jones. Uh, I don't know about Jamal. You lose Kevin King. There's other veterans that are probably going to be cap casualties. I mean, they're. It's hard to imagine how this next year's team is better than this one. Packers signed back ten of their free agents yesterday, including Dexter Williams. Well, stop the presses, Mike. What are why bury the lead? Jeez. You're looking for running backs. You got one right there. Yeah, Mike, appreciate it. We'll talk. You want to talk Thursday or what's going on? Sure. Or, or yeah, or we'll find out when uh, the little floor presser is, and then we'll schedule accordingly, okay? All right, we'll be in touch. Thanks, Bart. Mike Clemens, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're applying for a home renovation loan and you're a bit anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 